The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Welcome back to Side Peace Show. And you guys, this was probably, other than popping out my two children, this was probably the best week ever. Okay, for those of you who didn't see my 4 million posts, I was on the Wendy Williams show. Like, holy crap. I was on the Wendy Williams show Friday. I flew to New York for the show and went on as part of Wendy's Hot Talk panel, along with the fabulous Bevy Smith and the total badass Sid Rosenberg. You guys, so I'm sitting there getting my hair and my makeup done. Did I mention at the freaking Wendy Williams show? And downstairs is the stage. The show starts. The music starts pumping. It's so loud. I can hear the vibrations through the floor. And I'm like, okay, holy shit. This is for real. We get downstairs to the stage and I'm pretty sure I blacked out. Like I remember bits and pieces. Definitely remember Wendy asking me if I was ever a side piece. And then definitely remember talking about cutting my husband's penis off if he ever cheated on me. You guys, Wendy was amazing. It was legit the most fun I've ever had. I'm so excited and proud of Side Piece and what we've created since just starting in January of this year. You guys, we get the best guests and even more, we have the best listeners. And you know, I have to tell you for the 100 millionth time how much I love you all. This is all because of you guys. I thank you and I love you. And did I mention I was on the Wendy freaking Williams show? And now it's time for Side Stealers of the Week. You know the husbands of Jersey are some of my all-time favorites and of course our super side Frank. But Frank, Joey Gorga, and Joe B had a real house husbands of Jersey show in Atlantic City. I'm so sad to miss it, but bravo. How is this not an actual show? We need it ASAP. Um, hell yeah, you guys. Say it loud if you agree with me. Okay, I can't hear you, but I know you're with me, baby. We need a House Husbands of Jersey show now. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. All I have to say is Kathy Hilton. Kathy Hilton. Yes, yes, Kathy Hilton, the end. And that wraps up my side stealers of the week. What else is hot and happening in Bravo world? Shaw's. Okay, so let me break this down. Mike and his duel, once again, up to no good. Sexting with a chick, not his girlfriend, Paulina. But then he gets spoof texts. Okay, am I like too old to know what a spoof text is? Is this like a thing? Okay, so kids, we have a Shaw's suspenseful mystery. Was it Gigi sending these spoof texts? Was it Reza? Or did Mike just completely make all this up and we are the actual ones getting spoofed? By the way, is it just me or just spoofed sound like something like dirty Mike would be texting to that chick? Just saying. Below deck, sailing yacht. So we have the love triangle between Gary, Allie, and Sydney that's clearly never ending and the true love connection between Janie and JL. Does anyone else think this is spring break gone wild? But Danny, off season, like right now happening, just had her baby. And the who's the daddy drama is happening as we're watching it live. Danny is still making us all wonder who is the baby daddy. I put all my money on JL. Like, Naughty Yachty, JL, you did the do with Danny, and this is your baby. Yeah? 
You with me? Okay, well, supposedly we're going to find out soon, though. I think at the reunion, which is in an episode or two. Stay tuned, you guys. Stay tuned. And that wraps up the hotness happening in Bravo. You guys tell all of your friends to listen and subscribe, please. Don't forget to rate and review. Have I mentioned how much your reviews? I love them. You guys writing, like taking the time to actually write something about my show. It is just the best thing. I so appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. And thank you for spreading the word and telling everybody so we can celebrate all of the entertaining and delicious parts of Side Piece Show together. You can find me at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W. You guys, again, thank you for listening, for the support, for the love. It means the world. My guest today, the coolest, the funniest, the strongest, most badass deckhand I've ever seen. And even with camel toe, she's the hottest too. Yes, you know her. It's Itty Easy Walters. All right, you guys, today it is such a fun episode. We've already started chatting and it's a blast already. It is the hottest lead deckhand that I know, Izzy Wouters. <laughs> Hi. Izzy. I mean, I'm not sure I say hottest. I definitely say like grossest looking and smelliest. But... No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know about the smelliest part. No, I'm just joking. No, I try not to be smelly. I try and wear lots of perfume and deodorant because... To, to make up for the fact that I look so disheveled and disgusting. Izzy, that is one thing I would never, ever, ever say to you. Actually, it is the least, like the furthest thing I would say to you. I was actually so excited to even talk with you that I wrote you a little poem. Oh, really? Yes. Stop. Yes. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. We have Captain Lee, chef, and a crew of seven. If you've ever watched the show, you know seeing Izzy is heaven. With her awesome work ethic, sense of humor, and quick wit, if you need a badass lead deckhand, well, she is it. No, I've never written any poems before. This is so nice. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to, like, okay, so I'm very into rhyming at the moment, so I want to write, like, a children's book about, like, girls that, like, sail and stuff like that. That's, like, all my plan. I was in quarantine for a couple of weeks, and I was, like, going bored, and I was, like, I can't really want to write a children's book. And so I've been really into like rhyming and stuff like that. So that is just so like, that's catching my heart right now. Oh my gosh. I love that. Well, listen, if you ever need help, I, I don't know. I just Mm -hmm. love it. Yes, I know. Yeah. And even when we were doing the show, I did this scavenger hunt for my favorite gay guys. And I literally spent, it was raining, but most of that time. So I got to spend like an entire dark day before that, just like writing these poems and stuff. And it was just the greatest thing of my life. Oh my gosh. I like riddles and all of that. Here's the thing. I was trying to like, what do I know about Izzy? Right. I'm going to ask her. (laughs) I had no idea about the poem stuff. So this mm-hmm. makes me love it even more for you. I just like to write. I'm like a very basic person. I have like a child's level of intelligence. So rhyming is like, it's very easy. It's fun. So it's like a good way to like. Creative. And like, exactly. And it's like something I enjoy. I like people never describe me as hot. Like, you know, Ash and Fran and all the bloody Elizabeth for the hot ones. And I'm just like, there's like asexual being in the background because I was on deck. So I'm like, just to get like a little bit of like an ego boost, I'm like, guys, please stop. Aww. Can't handle this. <laughs> I love it though. This is amazing. Wait, how did you even get hooked up with Below Deck in the show? So I'd worked on like charter sailing yachts, like small ones for a couple of years before I even considered doing the show. And I never, like, I hadn't heard about it much, but people were like, oh, your life's like below deck. And I was like, no fucking idea what this is. Like no clue. And then one day I was taking a year off yachting. So I was like burnt out, like mentally not in a great place. Like I'd been traveling for three years, like things had happened. I'd gotten like romances that were very toxic with like sociopaths. So it was like not a good place. So I was like having a year off. <laughs> But it was like summer season. I saw everyone having fun and I was like, oh, wearing cold glasses as you do. And then I just remembered someone saying below deck and I was like, okay. And so then I Googled it. You hadn't watched the show? No, never. I barely even heard of it because it wasn't really on in Australia. I think it's on over here now, but it wasn't really on then. 
I'd never seen any of it. And I just saw a couple of clips and I was like, oh, that looks pretty fun. Like something new. I really wanted to go to the Caribbean. That's like obviously hard for, I mean, I think like the Caribbean for Australians is like the South Pacific for you guys. Like it's like fast long, like right. it's exotic, like all that stuff. I really wanted to go. And I was like, cool. Like I'm very cheap. So I don't like paying to go places. I like to get paid to go places. So don't we all? Like, yeah. So I was like, this is perfect. Like I literally base all my traveling around like getting paid to do stuff instead of having to pay. And so I just said in like this video that I'm so glad I would never ever see the light of day. Um, and then the next day I got a call from the casting director. And then like I had like one interview a month until from like I think like September until January and they were like yeah you're on the show and I was like bloody sweet so then I got flown over I was really lucky because in like the lockdown resort we were in so to say I got there like five days before everyone else did to get like my physical done and like um psych tests and all this stuff so I got like psych test yeah yeah you have to do all that stuff so you need to make sure you're not a serial killer um that you're gonna like I don't know completely break down and so yeah I got like the run of the resort to myself like wasn't locked in my room or anything for like five days that was bloody good I had such a like I had such a fun time filming the first shot I was a bit rocky because it's like I was so anxiety inducing anyway kind of like going in and then like being with Fran who I just like didn't get along with and things like that but then once after I kind of like got outside, I was like more on my zone and more with people that I meshed with. Right. Um, and I felt more comfortable around fire. It was like the most fun thing I've ever done in my life. Could I do it again? I'm not sure. Just because of the anxiety afterwards, like that really affected me. Like I lost so much weight, but it was like the best experience I've ever had. It was so much fun. And like you met so many amazing people as well from it, like the producers and all the crew and all that that go into making the show of fucking legends so so yeah. it, it is a legend i can't believe you haven't seen it before and you're like oh let me no. google it and see if this will no. be cool well yeah i mean i think maybe it was only over here on like pay tv which obviously we're too cheap to pay for so yeah. we were like no nah. but yeah i hadn't ever really heard of it it wasn't a thing but now it's bizarre because i think since lockdown and then they've started showing it a bit more more people seem to know but i've had like random people come up to me and be like oh you is your friend below deck and i'm yeah like yeah and it's just like i find it bizarre that people actually watch it but yeah like my dad and my sister and stuff told people that I was on it and now people from their work like it it's just really weird like I, I just don't consider myself to be like that I mean I'm like a washed up reality tv star now like I'm the z-lister if that oh like, or, my so, god! so just getting recognized is fucking bizarre and just does not feel like natural. Some people probably froth over it, but I'm just like, I'm, I literally live at my dad's house because I can't afford to move out. Like, I mean, Sydney's very expensive. And so I like would prefer to save my own house. Is it cool though when people come up to you? It and- is, it is kind of cool. It's kind of funny at work because like obviously they saw me on this reality TV show and now I'm just like this chick making their coffee. But like, <laughs> I've loved it so much because they've all been on my side, especially with like the Rob stuff. They were like, oh, that Rob guy, he was a real prick. And I was like, I'm so glad other people see it. And it's not just me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm glad I'm not like crazy in this scenario. So I really like it when they agree with you. That is, oh wait, but you also snuck just a little thing in there. You said you're going to the Caribbean for another season. Not, not below deck, guys, not below deck. They have it. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe that could have been a thing. Um, but yeah, just with my anxiety and things like that. I know what's best for my mental health and I know that if I was to continue in the long run maybe like other tv shows I would consider where it's not like your employability where it's just your personality and you're not having right. to work but like I've watched enough I guess I've watched enough reality tv to know that once you've had a good season the only interesting way for your story to go is down I like I don't really care about being a reality tv star I want to do stuff I guess the media and things like that but I also want to remain employable Right. And just having, like, knowing that they can construe stuff in any way they want to really got to me. So I think, like, for the sake of my mental health, like, it would just maybe not be a great thing, if that makes sense. To like, do I had, it the show again. Yeah, like, I had the absolute, like, time of my life. And I had such a good season. And I have, like, only great things to, like, say about, like, the producers and everyone I worked with and the season. But there was parts that I really struggled with. And I know that, like, another 15 minutes of fame, like, on Below Deck, for example, is not worth sacrificing my mental health for. Because I did lose, like, I lost, like, six kilos since 
uh, we stopped filming up until now just because of the anxiety. And like, I found it really hard to cope with like some things when you have like all the opinions of people coming at you all the time. And like, even though I know that they would, would always give like a fair edit, just like being an anxious person, having in the back of my mind, like, oh my God, like what if they screw me over? Things like that. So, I mean, I w- I'd definitely be open to doing like other shows on other TV, but just in terms of like the employability factor, I'm, I'm not sure. I think I'm, yeah, we'll see. Maybe it's something I can see in the future, but like, I think for now, I just need like a little break from it all. Okay. So even when you stepped on to start filming, that's when your anxiety started? I I was very, I mean, obviously it's like a tiny bit. So I was very excited. But I was more, my anxiety started when, when I met Francesca and I would like try to crack a joke and she would just look at me just like, yeah, what? And, you know, like it was, it was very unorganized in the start and all of like, it was just a lot of stuff. Like I just knew that I didn't mesh well with like my boss basically. And also with like, like Elizabeth, I, I mesh well with, but again, I found it quite hard to like banter. Like right. I thrive off being able to like create a connection and banter and laugh and have fun. So not being able to do that, especially in a job that is already so stressful, I was like, oh my god, like this is gonna be horrible. But then, sad for Avery, Avery's grandma, but he did leave, and I was very grateful for that because um, it didn't mean that I got to move outside. I think like with the cameras and stuff, I didn't really care about. It. I was like, shit, people make mistakes at work all the time. Like right. that is what it is. But yeah, I think for me, it was at the start of filming it was like about the personalities on the inside I was like I'm not going to get away with these guys I know it you do it with everybody kind of from the get-go yeah I'm very I know myself I'm very self-aware and so I know people that I get I can pick basically straight away like who I'll get along with and who I won't and yeah so I knew from the get-go from getting on that boat I was like I'm not going to get along that well with Francesca just because like different I guess different types of humor like right I guess, I don't know, she's not that fun. If that's, that's probably mean to say, but like I found it that way. And then I was like, Liz, I would get along well with, but I think maybe like separate departments. And then, but like I knew with like the boys and that, because they were a lot more like, like low key and laid back. I was like, I know I'll get along better with you guys. So yeah, so that was kind of like difficult. But then once all that was sorted out, it was so fucking fun. And like, it's it's so weird because when you have the cameras, it is like having a security blanket. So you don't feel like things are real. You kind of feel like you're performing. And then after the season, you're like, oh, fuck, I said that. That's real. <laughs> People are going to see that. And you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. And like, you know, you just want to do well and you want to like, I'm like a people pleaser. So I just want to like do well and like please everybody and all that and do what everyone wants me to do. And so I think, you know, probably a lot of that came in into it as well with like maybe like going and initiating conversations or something that like maybe I shouldn't have initiated or whatever. I just wanted to like make the show interesting. Right. Instead of like, you know, thinking about how it would have like affected my mental health. I think I just need to like focus on my, on my mental health a bit and like get that under control. But if anyone else wants to do the show, and you're a bit less anxious than I am, fucking do it. It is so fun and you'll have like the uh, the best, like best experience of your life and you'll meet amazing people. You'll probably end up actually preferring the production crew to your to the crew you're on the boat with. I know Eddie feels that way as well. <laughs> the product, like the pr- production and like producers were cooler. Yeah, there's like a very strict fourth wall. So you don't get to know them at all throughout filming but you do get to try and fuck with them. Like you always try and fuck with them and like play jokes and stuff like that. And you do kind of get to talk to them sort of when you're doing your interviews and things like that. But after the season, when everything's like wrapped and they actually start talking to you like, oh my God, you guys are so cool. And like all of that. That's cool. So yeah, they were really, really, really cool people. Like, and like also all so good at their jobs, like so professional, so good, like just like they've got like a rock star crew that like goes into the production of that show it's insane and I yeah so what happened like I okay we saw on on the show that Mm -hmm. you and Francesca kind of had a beef difficulties with our relationship but I had no idea that you didn't like her I think I read an article I think you used the word loathed what is there something else that happened that we didn't see or no so I mean uh, this is why a lot of people were confused because obviously on camera they're not seeing much a lot of my issues with Francesca 
was that when a camera would come, her personality would change. So she'd go from being like really rude and like really snarky to like being really friendly because the camera had come. I remember the distinct moment that I kind of lost that respect because for me, like go on TV, be yourself. Like don't try and be anything you're not. Like just be yourself. Like if you're a bitch, that's fine. If, if you're an asshole, that's fine. But just like own it and act it, like right. and act that way. But there was one specific moment where we were like practicing a table setting and like trying to see what worked. And we were like doing it in dead silence, like no talking at all. And then a camera came and she looked at me and she was like, doesn't it just look so good? Like, haven't I just done a really good job? And I looked at her and I had an answer. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like, what do you expect me to say to this? Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, you did such a good job, babe. Like, I mean, and I get it. Like, she was so, I think as well, probably for her, has the same anxiety as me. Like, wants to be employable. She wanted to do the show and then get into media and television over here. Cool, whatever, that's fine. But I was just like, just don't be fake. Just like, just be yourself. Like, yeah, it's great. But like, I'm not going to go and big up you in front of the camera when you haven't spoken to me for like the past 15 minutes. So it was just little things like that. But then as well, like she could have been like, I mean, she probably was because she was taking it from KHS Stain, which was like a huge thing. Right. So she probably was like anxious in her own ways. And maybe that was manifesting in that way. I don't really know. But yeah, it was just, it was more like off camera stuff. And then as well, like first charter, it was all very disorganized and things like that. And like, I was not the greatest stew. I don't have that much experience being super yacht stew. My, my experience was on like charter catamarans but then finding out that she'd never actually been the chief student before um I was like why like why are you doing this job like apply for second student or something but like it just it makes it really difficult when you have a boss that doesn't really know what they're doing but then throws you under the bus as well like granted I was not great right. but it was it was just things like that but the ultimate thing was just like the off-camera stuff like the right. difference in personalities when cameras came in things like that I was like reality tv is great because there is all different types of personalities but just be yourself like right. don't because the truth is always going to come out anyway wait speaking of truth did we know that she wasn't a chief stoop before this i don't think so i think she said it before i mean i wouldn't have come out like saying that had she not said it before but right. i think in an instagram live well, she was doing like a yachting Q&A uh, a couple of weeks ago. And she was like, yeah, I was a purser for six years. And then I was a chief steward. And a purser is a very different thing. Like a purser is for bigger boats, like 80, 90 plus 100 meter ones. And you're basically like an administration officer. So you do a lot of the admin and the paperwork, which is also part of a chief steward's job. But like you don't do the grunt work of a steward. Right. So you don't do like the service stuff and you don't do things like that. And granted, she had done that on other boats. But I think it's it's very different to go from working as a person to a full-on chief stew. Right. She was probably, I don't know, I guess she might have been feeling quite overwhelmed with that as well. When you're the boss of three other people. Exactly, yeah. But I think Rachel ended up saying towards the end, she was like, there's one person that should be chief stew on this boat, and that's Ash. And that's true. Ash is like a business owner. She was on the ball all the time, like one step ahead of guests. She was like one step ahead of like stuff that Rachel needed even and all that. So she was, she was great. I think she honestly probably carried the interior team. Did you get along with Ash? Yeah. Yeah. Ash was really sweet on the boat. She was just like, you know, like cute and like bubbly and like all of that, but right. like good at her job. I think at this start, cause she was like quite like a bit like timid and nervous, which is like fucking fair enough. She, she cried when she first got on. Yeah. She which was is like fair enough. Overwhelmed the, and, yeah. The flight. Right. Oh my God. The flight from Australia. So it took us, it took 48 hours for me to get over. So I'm assuming it took 48 hours for her to get over. So you're flying basically almost 48 hours straight, including like a couple of transits and stuff. But we had like, I had like five days to like, you know, try and get over the jet lag. She was thrust, she was off the airplane, onto the boat, all her luggage gone, like cameras oh, everywhere, all of that. Like I, under, like justifiably anyone would have cried in that situation. But yeah, she was, she was like 18 and she was a kind of a little bit, I guess, I felt a bit shy at first, like, which is again, fair enough. Like cameras in your face, don't really know the lay of the land, don't really know what's going on. Right. But yeah, then she opened up and she was like super sweet, super fun. I enjoyed working with her. She was always really good because she was always on top of everything. Right. So yeah, she was like the real MVP of the interior this season. That's amazing. Yeah. So the beef with Francesca, you two, and then mm -hmm. she had started it with Elizabeth. With Liz, yeah. Do you think 
there's a small percentage that she had beef with Elizabeth because James and Elizabeth started and she had a crush on James. <laughs> I mean, I think I said that in the after show. I was like, she was probably just better. I mean, I, I, I remember her talking at the start and she was like, oh yeah, there's some cute boys, like hook up, whatever. I think maybe truthfully yes i think that maybe she wanted the attention and she wasn't getting it she saw that someone else was getting it but it was yeah it was it's just very bizarre with her because like she kind of like hated me and then she like hated liz and then she like hated james and then like blah blah blah. i just like hated a whole bunch of people and it's like like, calm down like all these people are fine (laughs) including myself do you think anyone else hooked up besides james and elizabeth no, I don't, I don't think so. I thought at one point that Ash and Rob were going to hook up. I know they've tried to play up this thing with like Fran and Rob, but Ash and Rob were like super cute together. And we're like, what's like hang out and things like that. From what I remember anyway, maybe I'll the story in my memory. But I thought at one point they were going to hook up, but they didn't. And I don't think Ash would have because she like was like quite like, professional, like concerned about right. image and things like that as well. And then I just, don't know rob would have as well because he just didn't want to be on the show so like why would he then go and give them something else to like you know have so to speak what's that about with rob because you had said something i think it was on the reunion that you're like rob why would rob be here he doesn't want to be on the show he hates the cameras yeah. well yeah this is the thing with the reunion so they were like yeah he's up digging for gold like and he put out <laughs> this like instagram post and there were, granted there was a trouble with cyclone coming through in like three days time but he put out this post that he was like pretending to get through to skype on like a sat phone in the middle of the day, I was like, babes, you're an hour behind me and I filmed in the dark. So obviously you are not trying to get for three right now. Um, and also I heard from like other cast that in the after show was getting asked too many questions about me. And so he threw a hissy fit and then he left and refused to answer any of the questions. And then he also refused to turn up for his pickup interviews. So he did one where he was like trying to quote movies and all the stuff to make himself seem cool. So we did like three or four, eight, depending on like how much story you had, I guess. And he like flat out refused. He was like, no, nope, don't want anything to do with this. On the show as well, like he was a dick. He, I mean, he was rude to, to me, but right. he also was like rude to production. And I was like, okay, like fair, fine, I'm fair game. Like I'm on reality TV. This is what it is. But like these people are literally here trying to do their job and it's a job that you signed up for. You signed a contract. Like, don't tell me you didn't know what you were getting into before you came here. Like right. you literally got a huge contract that you had to read through and sign. And he would like run away from the guys that were trying to mic him. He stole a golf cart or something like some other boat's golf cart and like ran away. He would like try and escape his room on like, I think he tried to say that they were locking in him in his room on dark day. So on dark day... You stay in your room, yes, because they don't want you to interact with other cast, but they don't lock you in. They give you, like, say, like, okay, you can go out, but can you just stay in, like, in this part of the resort and just let me know when you're in your room just because they've got to keep tabs on you. It's right. like a safety thing as well. Of course. You're their cast. Literally, you're their, you're, their, you're their cast on their show. Like, you're not there for a fucking holiday. You're there to film right. a TV show. Like, it is what it is. They don't want the continuation of stories. You just don't go and interact with other people. It's not hard. And then he would, like, get really rude with the producers, like our sweet baby Taylor, like a hair and makeup artist. Like, honestly, an angel. Like, he was so mean to her. Just stuff like that. I was, like, the stuff on camera and all that. I was, like, it's reality TV. Obviously, there is, like, an that's going to happen but like don't be an asshole to the people that are literally just trying to do their jobs and also don't complain when this is literally what you signed up for so did anyone ever did you guys ever say anything I mean you would see this while filming and he's running away you know when scenes are happening did anyone ever say Rob you're on a reality or did the producer say dude you're on a reality show yeah, on a boat. Did, I, I remember one of the one of the Mike guys has been like, dude, come on. Like, I'm literally just trying to do my job. And I, I think I said, I'm like, just stop being a dick. Like, he's literally just trying to do his job. And like, they'd already let him like go off the boat, like take an like, extended walk and like away from like the cars and the crew and everything. So, cause they do let you do that. Cause I know that you need to decompress. They did let us like just go off a walk sometimes just around the marina or down to the beach. But yeah, it was bizarre. And then I, I he was, did some friggin' Reddit AMA the other day and I, I pissed myself when I saw it because he was like, Izzy, when she yelled at me, she went into rage mode and I was like, I literally made sure that I was so level-headed when I had that conversation because I know that as a woman confronting a man that if I was to go into rage mode, like it would be seen as being overly emotional. So I made sure <laughs> right. to keep my emotions in check and all this stuff. I was like, babes, 
Like it's all come out. Like you're obviously just like clutching at a straw. Like, you know, like I think people would have more respect for you if you just owned your behavior and moved on. And then he would like apologize to me on Twitter, but like not once apologize, like sincerely in my inbox, not in public. I was like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, just own it and move on. Like, it's one season of a reality TV show, blah, 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 blah. Why do you think he did that? So you go from Sue to Dak, then to Lee Dak. Hello, Hello. badass. Hello. <laughs> Why do you think he was giving you such a hard time and being, like you were saying, a dick to you when you became Lee Dak? I, because I have like a, I have a few theories. So, and I think that, I think all of them, like, there's a, like a little bit of each. So I don't necessarily think it was completely true that I was a woman, but I definitely don't think he would have acted that way had it been James or like a male. Like, yeah, there'd be like, like an air of banter and stuff like that because we all bantered, but he wouldn't have like continued on with like rude, snide, condescending comments, things like that. He wouldn't have done that. He was obviously very visibly put out with the show and he thought that it was like some... I don't know, thing they've done to like try and cause drama. And it's like, well, the only reason it's going to cause drama if you ma- is if you make it dramatic. Right. So that doesn't make sense. Like Eddie was like, had seen that I was like working really hard and I was really passionate about my job and he just wanted to, like, I guess, like reward me for that. As deserved. So that as well. I don't know. I just, I think it was maybe a mix of that. Maybe he just really didn't want to be there. I mean, he said he didn't want to be there. And then, but they wouldn't let him quit unless it was on camera. And it's like, yeah, like, it's going to be really weird if you just, like, are not there suddenly one day. Like, right. Like, what do you expect to happen? Why don't you think he quit then? If he hates it so much, why don't you think he was just like, well, I'm out? That's, I guess he didn't want to be seen on TV to, like, quit. I'm not really sure because I know his background because I used to work for a flotilla company called Med Sailors in Croatia. And he used to work for one called The Yacht Week. So very similar, but your week is more party party. But he was like the captain of his own vessel. So he's used to being in charge of himself. He's used to being the top. He's used to being like center of attention because everyone loves the skippers on those holidays. Like when you go on those holidays, your main aim is to like fuck a skipper. It's just how it is. So I guess then, so like the captain of the boat. So like when you get like a sailboat, like a, a smaller vessel, the captain is called like a skipper but like you know they're like top shit and then I guess maybe going to the reality tv show where you're not top shit there's eight other people who are also included in the top shit thing and then all of that it's just a whole mix of things but I was just like you could have lied about why you wanted to quit you could have said that like there was a family emergency or something it doesn't have to be because you know you don't want to be there or because you can't handle your emotions and you feel the need to take them on other people you know so yeah, he's a bizarre person, but he's, he's in Fiji now, you know, digging for gold, and it's probably best that he stays there. <laughs> he's Speaking trapped like, there, so I'm pretty glad about it. Speaking of, like, going leave, I mean, she didn't quit. She got fired. But got do fired. you think Elizabeth was that bad, or it was a lot of editing? She No. So Elizabeth was not fantastic. I obviously probably didn't help the situation myself by, like, with my vendetta against Francesca. And like probably like vented to her a bit about there and egged her on a bit with that. So that was probably a bit my fault with some of the stuff that got her in trouble. I fully take responsibility for it. I do not condone all my actions and I am working on them. So Elizabeth was, she was not fantastic, but she wasn't terrible. I think with her, they made a point to highlight a lot of the bad stuff as, Mm. you know, opposed to some of the good stuff. She definitely probably had more bad than good but that's not to say that she didn't have good you know the guests always loved her she's super personable she was great at making cocktails yes she was a bit like a bit scatterbrained and did forget things which is not great right um and she probably i i have to agree with i think maybe it was what ash or rachel said that she is better with like a more relaxed program and obviously that program that francesca was running was quite strict it might not have been the best fit for her but i mean literally all the guests had like only positive things to say about her because she is such a sweet personable human she really cares about getting to know them as a person and really cares about them as people right probably like the best thing with her would just be like stick her on the bar have her making cocktails and like interacting with the guests and she would have been sweet but i i completely understand as well why she progressively got worse because when you are walking on eggshells and you don't feel comfortable in your department you're never going to perform perfectly like even at the beginning when i was in that department Granted, I was not great. I was shit. But like when you feel, well, like when you're immediately, like first day, 
being blamed for stuff or like having stuff taken out anywhere. Like it can't make you feel good. So she right. had that the whole season. Mentally. Mentally. Exactly. She did not help herself with the Jane stuff yeah. and all of that. Like there's definitely wrongdoings, but she, she had a lot of good points and they definitely were not highlighted in my opinion. Do you think she should have gotten fired? I mean, yeah, listen, she was definitely mismanaged. So I think they, I mean, Kate had stews that were way worse than Elizabeth right. and they didn't get fired. I understand sort of why she was fired, but also, you know, there was two charters to go. And I think a lot of it with Francesca firing her was that it was personal. Like she just didn't like her as person. Like in the reunion, she could, you know, I think Andy asked them to say one nice thing about each other and Francesca couldn't find anything to say. Like a lot of it was personal. And then once she had made her mind up that she wanted her to be fired, then she was going to be fired. So I guess, you know, it was probably good that she was fired so she didn't have to put up with that shit anymore. But I think that she was probably definitely mismanaged. But she also didn't help herself as well. So to be honest, to be fair, if she was on a lot of other boats, she would have already been fired anyway for some stuff you guys were friends yeah who who were who were you closest with of the on the boat yeah i mean me and james like roommates so we were really really close even when he was acting like a dick like we still talk to this day um but you were close because oh yeah you guys went back and forth a lot oh yeah we were like brother and sister like an old married couple whatever that's incestuous it sounds like now but whatever (laughs) like we were like, he was really good, obviously, because, like, Eddie vibrates very high, so he gets stressed, and then, obviously, I'm, like, very sensitive, so I pick up on other people's emotions, so James was so good, because he would, like, always crack a joke, bring us down, like, he could always, like, bring me down and, like, lighten the mood, so he was so fucking fantastic. I was close with Rachel as well, like, I just, like, at night, I would just go and be a dish bitch, and we would just, like, bang out, like, banter in the belly, and the belly, and the galley. Galley. That was really good. So I like really connected with her as well. And then like Liz too. Liz, Eddie, James and Rachel are the ones that I was like closest with on the boat. And they're all the ones that like I've spoken to like on the phone and stuff and like, you know, helped each other to get through like a shit episode where everyone's hating on you and all of that. So I love that. I would not have expected that you said that about James. Like I know you guys gave it back and forth, but was there ever a moment where you were thinking, this dude's hot. I would love to hook up with him. No, like literally from the, when I walked down the stairs, I think on my first day, I was like, oh, he's a good looking boy. And then you get a, like a closer look and he's just like so feminine. And like at that time anyway, I was kind of already like figuring out that I was like gay and all of that. It was like a thing that was in my mind, but I hadn't fully like accepted it yet. A whole bunch of stuff. That's so sweet though, especially because we saw the, you know, James, you're a dick and he's giving it back to you and you're going back and forth. He literally doesn't want a girlfriend. He just wants a friend. He wants a friend that he can have sex with, that he doesn't have to deal with like the emotional side of things. That's what he wants. But like, yeah, I mean, he probably wasn't as fun as in like getting with Elizabeth because she obviously is a very spiritual Right. Very like wants to get into your soul, like help you with your <laughs> right. issues, all of that. And he is just like damaged. Well, I probably like needs to be like damaged, does not want anyone to help him deal with his issues. Right. Like I get I get where he's where he's coming from. Okay. So during the show mm-hmm. is when you started thinking, I like chicks. Yeah. So I I had like identified as bi before that. And to be honest, I think I had always known deep, 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 deep down that I was gay in some way but like I had then just been like nah like oh I crush on chicks like I literally never felt comfortable around guys but I was always I would always go after guys because like it's just what you're meant to do and like it's nothing to do like my family or anything like my family is so accepting when I told my dad that I was gay he was like fantastic like going on dishwasher Amazing. Like my mom has always wanted, she's literally always been so vocal about wanting a gay child because she wants to the proud parents float. So I'm like so lucky, like coming out was like never an issue for me. But like, yeah, before the show, I guess I just always identified as bi. I've never really been around gay people. Like I've grown up this like quite sheltered life, like in, I guess, predominantly like heterosexual communities, like things like that like upper middle class areas like I it's just it was never something really on my radar I'd never really been around it right and I had when I when, but whenever I'd worked with gay people I always got along with them so well like so well more than anyone else and never really twinged and then obviously going on to the show like 
Francesca did it for you. Literally. (laughs) I was like, I never, ever, literally. No. Um, But like 90% of the production crew were gay. And that was like my first time being around really like openly gay people, like properly for an extended period of time. And then I would just like, probably, I mean, I was obviously meant to be interacting with my cast, but a lot of the time, like on off days and stuff like that, I would just like watch them interact with each other and like things like that and just how comfortable they were and like talk about it. And like, they were also open and I was like, okay. And then we went into lockdown, obviously, as you do, having just filmed a reality TV show, going into lockdown, had a bit of an existential crisis. And I was like, well, I think I'm gay. Um, and then, yeah, so I took my family and all that, and they were like, you know, go and load the dishwasher, I wouldn't give a fuck, congratulations, good for you, <laughs> like, it is what it is. Um, take the trash out. Have, have, literally, have take the trash out. <laughs> like, they're, like, literally don't care. Like, we were, because we, I think, oh, yeah, my cousin was like, because we had, like, one of my cousins, cousin on the other side is gay, she was like, you realise that you're not the only gay in the village, so don't think that you're special, and I was like, okay, babe. I love so, it, I love, love it. it. Yeah. Um, did the cast know, did any of the crew know? uh no I think I told I think on the boat I told James and Eddie and stuff that I was bi and they're like ooh any of the girls and I was like absolutely not um no I prefer like I, I it's weird like I prefer the more tomboyish girls I don't like the fe- like feminine girls I prefer to be right. feminine even though I'm putting stereotypes on people but yeah no so yeah and then after filming like I kind of realized and I was like mm, okay so I told my family and then it was kind of something I was like more into accepting and then like thinking about and like exploring and then, yeah, when I came out, I, I was, that was kind of like weird because I was like, okay, are people going to think that I'm attention seeking or if I wait till after the show, are they going to think I'm trying to extend my 15 minutes? Like, how do I go right. about this? But like Courtney, Skip on and I talk all the fucking time, like every day. Courtney um, from Below Deck. Yeah. Like we've been talking since like before I started filming the show um, because I saw her, I saw her in like Sydney and so I was giving her like beach tips and stuff and another city the show and like we were just. Tratty, tratty. Right. We talk all the time. But yeah, I think one day I put out a post about like, if anyone wants a sh- like a platonic sugar daddy, like hit a girl up. And she was like, you basically just came out. And I was like, I feel like a lot of people don't want to have sex with like a creepy old guy. She's like, oh, <laughs> you'd be surprised by how many people would if they were getting like a Gucci bag. And I was like, really? And then, so I just put it out and it just went. I mean, we just had, we just saw your post, which was phenomenal. With the flags over the quote itty bitty titties. Yeah. What was the? Why did you want to throw that out right now? Like, is that you just want to tell everybody? Or yeah, well, it's just like like when I came out, I was like, well, you know, let's just do it now, whatever. Like, also as well, part of it was that on Watch What Happens Live, they always ask you these questions, like, which guys hot arm? Like, who would you want to bang? And I'm like, none of them. Um, but then I came out and now that I'm like, I'm proud. I'm like, well, like, I'm not going to be like silent about it. Like I've lost, I've lost so many like Trump supporters from like posting gay stuff. It's really good. Like I just <laughs> offend them constantly. And I'm like, I can keep being offended. Like get out of, get out of my following, please. Like don't want you here. Right. If I'm out, I might as well be like out and proud and like increase representation because there isn't a lot of like lesbian representation on television at all or like in the media at all. Right. So I was like, well, you know, I'm, I guess I'm going to be a lesbian for the people now. That's amazing. That is why yeah. we love you because you are you and you're not apologizing. I'm, I'm unapologetically me. Uh, my dad was speaking to me about this the other day. He was like, you have literally been used since birth. Like when I was a baby, I was like clawing at my mother's like insides trying to get out. And like since I was a fucking toddler, I have just not given a fuck. You're incredible. You're incredible. I'm just too open for my own good. <laughs> Do you have any any significant other or anything cooking in the love life? Not yet. Um, I I just find really upset about coming out so late because I'm like, if I was younger, I would have had such a hoe phase and had so much fun. But now I'm like, <laughs> you can have like, a hoe phase. I saw. I absolutely. I still can. So no, I've been like, I'm. I'm really weird because I'm like, I find first dates and stuff so awkward. I'm like blind dating so awkward. So I'd be like chatting to people on Tinder and like exploring that. But also I'm like, oh my God, like the idea of going on a first date with someone I don't know makes me sick. Like you may not guess it, but I have social anxiety. So like social situations freak the fuck out of me unless it's like a regimented thing. I know what's going to happen. So that scares me. So no significant other at the moment. Um, But I was speaking, who was I speaking to? Darren Lee's from... Scissoring is a thing, and they were like, 
listen, lesbians, tennis shack up really quick. Like, don't worry, by the end of this year, you'll be married. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so, they shack up quick. They, do you apparently get, they do. Apparently do you, it's a thing. Do you get crazy DMs? Oh, from- yeah. Uh, not so much from lesbians. When I first came out, it was full of them. And I do still get, like, the really persistent ones. The, the weirdest inboxes I get, and not that they're weird because I have very, very highly considered starting a business from this, <laughs> is that people are obsessed with seeing people on reality TV's feet. Like, they love feet. And I just find that bizarre because I think my feet are weird looking. But also, I'm like, maybe I should just start selling foot pics so I never have to work again. Like, people, hey. that's, that's a, I get a lot of messages being like, and I'm like, okay, babe, if you buy a cameo from me, then I might slip you a toe. <laughs> maybe but that's like, your business with Courtney literally maybe i mean we have heavily discussed selling foot pics as well but like i had one guy on cameo who was like so i had this scenario and like i want you to like pretend that you're crushing me like like i'm a itsy bitsy person and like you're crushing me with your foot and i fully knew that he was trying to get me to show him um, my foot but i was like one no but two i'm a whore for the money so i will do this so i just chucked on a shoe and like did it I just, I literally just walked around like for like five minutes or something and then just like put my foot in front of the camera a few times. And then I'd be back, I'm like, that was amazing. But can you like do it with your shoe off? And I was like, nah, sorry, babe. But thanks for the, thanks for the 30 bucks. I have standards. I'm a lady. Exactly. I'm like, you have to take a lot more of what you've foot. That is incredible. That story was maybe one of the best I've ever heard in my life. And I want to meet this man desperately. Yeah. <laughs> Izzy. Are you kidding me? I could talk to you for 15 hours about your <laughs> stories, but I'm taking so much of your time. I want to play a little game though with you. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with feet. It's Love just, that. you know, it, it's called overboard. Okay. There you go. This okay. Good. If you had to choose which one of your former castmates would you throw overboard and why? Um, I would probably tie Fran and Rob together and chuck them overboard together because they deserve each other. <laughs> they can be stranded on like an island somewhere and just have dickhead babies and they'll be fine. <laughs> so uh, is it safe to say that you do not talk to either one right now? No. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Which of your castmates always seems to go overboard and take things way too far? apart from probably myself um maybe Liz with her relationship with James I feel like she got a bit too invested in that yep that's a good one all right if you went overboard and you drifted out to a deserted island which bravo lev would you want to rescue you oh who would I want to rescue me okay there's a few I would want Courtney to rescue me just because she would have like some really nice clothes and like great food choices on offer for when I like got off the island um probably Eddie to actually coordinate the rescuing though because he was like a mountain guide survival expert kids camp something like he knows his shit and then probably Rachel there as well and actually know Rachel and Kate there too just for like the humor with them both like they would make me laugh while I was just like emaciated and like sunburned and hungry (laughs) so like that would be my little rescue party that's incredible is there you guys do a lot of guests on on the yacht is there a celebrity one in particular it doesn't have to be Bravo it can be any celebrity that you would love to have as a guest Probably Jodie Comer, who plays Villanelle in Killing Eve, just because I have a huge crush on her. But I'm not sure I'd be able to get work done because I would literally just be snooping around a yacht staring at her. And I think she's too classy to go on below deck anyway. So <laughs> probably would never happen, but I would love to see it. Um, okay. Is there, you don't really get embarrassed as we see. No. Is there one moment though at all when filming that embarrassed you or that you were like oh my gosh I can't believe I just said or did this Mm, there was one time when I had a really big booger up my nose and I couldn't find a tissue so I did just go into like I was in the lads but there's this other bit that I thought didn't have a camera um and I like picked it out but then I heard later they were like yeah we do have a camera in there and I was like I didn't make it footage on tv but I didn't make it so it's fine um and then maybe like pooping like I 
I didn't realize that like, I guess I don't have your microphones up all the time. So when I was pooping, I was, I would like take my microphone off, but I was like, shit, are they going to have like, are they going to be able to hear this? Like generally I was doing pretty solid ones on the boat because I was eating well. But like if I was having a coffee poop, which is like a bit sloppy, I was like, oh my God, they're going to be listening to this. But then I was like, you know what? They want to stop everything I'm doing and they're going to have to fucking listen to my coffee poop. So yeah, so it's probably those, but not really, nothing else really. Oh my gosh, Izzy, I freak, are there any do-overs besides the pooping or the coffee poops? Are there any do-overs? Probably the, okay, the whole charter with the, um, the big group of gay guys that I, I still keep in contact with some of them, like Brian and all of them, that whole charter, I would love to do over just because it was so fun. Like it was raining a little bit. So like we didn't have like a lot of like physical work. But right. like I got to like the scavenger hunt, which made them really happy. And then we got to go to the beach and we got to go and swimming. Like that whole, that was like my, my, and we were in my favorite bay as well, Green Bay. That would be fun to do again. No, okay. I am also, besides Blow Jack, I'm a big Housewives fan. Have you oh. ever seen any Housewives shows? I have dabbled a tiny bit in Salt Lake City. I can't remember. I, the only name I remember is Heather. But there is one other girl whose dad was addicted to drugs. And then Whitney. he's not addicted. Yeah, yes. I love yes. I love her so much. Yes, yeah. So if you've seen the opening, you know they're like flipping the hair. Oh, with they're their like tagline. and they have their tagline. Jesus. What would your tagline be, Izzy? This is this is a lot of pressure. I don't know. Just like I'm not afraid. To, I mean, oh, Jesus, I, I don't know. It would probably be something to poo or something like that. Like I don't know. I take big shits. I'm not afraid to talk about them or something like that. Or like I don't know. Something like really revolting. I need to have time <laughs> to think about this. Um, that, by the way, yeah. that you just, I can't think of something better with you taking the time to think about it. That was phenomenal. I don't know. All this, like, I'm not afraid to deal with your shit because I talk about mine all the time or something like that. <laughs> like, it would be something along the lines of that. I love, I love Whitney's with like the little prick thing. I thought that was so funny. Like, I'm not, af- I'm not afraid to deal with a little prick or something like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, like I'm a rogue. I don't know what it was, but I was like, I love this so much. You're, you're a hero. This podcast was amazing. You talking to you was amazing. <laughs> I'm already over, way over the time that I asked you to talk with me. I can't thank you enough for coming on. You thank are you. a freaking rock star. You made this season so fun and funny. And I thank you I'm and glad. everyone listening. Thank you for that. Thank you to everyone listening for thinking that. I've been tickled. My ego has been tickled. I can go away happy for the day. Thank you so much for listening to Side Piece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W at Side Piece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.